Hello and welcome to Slim Radios, Roomies at the Movies. I'm Elizabeth Oliveira, joined by Theresa Korenka. Hello. And today we are again joined by some very special guests to talk with us about Christmas movies. And it's a major throwback for some of us to our childhood favorites. Uh, will you introduce yourselves? <laughs> hello, hello. My name is Eric. I am um, a colleague of yours, let's say, <laughs> from university and a, I hope a close friend, right? Hi, this is Jean and I'm studying media and media culture, not, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, some people are shy in the beginning, but <laughs> you'll, you'll get up. into it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Jin and Eric are some of our closest friends and we felt what would be better than having our closest friends to be talking about Christmas movies, which is a time where we get together and talk about uh, things that make us feel good. So, yeah. I'm super excited. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for <laughs> having us. I'm looking forward to a heated discussion. We do this quite often. We talk about movies a lot and sometimes yep. it can get... Um, emotional so <laughs> we will see how today will go <laughs> a little anecdote actually um in the summer uh jen and eric actually joined us quite often on our little movies adventures and one day we decided oh let's do a film festival on our own and it was we a really nasty day like, it was raining the entire day yeah. so perfect <laughs> for just hopping from cinema to cinema and we went to like a million uh shows and then we would have discussions in between some people yell at each other <laughs> so maybe let's see what comes out of today <laughs> how are you guys feeling how are you very excited okay. kind of nervous yeah same but same. we're working through it All right. <laughs> um Okay, should we do a round of which movies we're talking about? So we're doing it chronologically today because we have a wide variety of films dating from as far back as to 1973 and uh, all the way to 2006. So and Theresa, important to say is we each brought our favorite Christmas movie, something yep. that's close to us, something that's dear to us, to introduce to the others. And we've all seen the films. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious because the film that I brought with me is Three Wishes for Cinderella from 1973. And um, it's like a German-Czech co-production and it's very dear to me because this is the movie of my childhood, seriously. I've seen it so many times and um, I'm super excited to have introduced you to it because I think um, outside of uh, Germany and the Czech Republic, it's not really known a lot so um though we have a friend who's italian and who's that's true. really in love with it yes so um a lot of people really love it and i'm really excited to hear your opinions on it yeah so eric the floor is yours what are you <laughs> suggesting to us today um well i'm going to talk about um a nightmare before christmas a um production produced and conceived by tim burton conceived. by tim burton tim burton yes <laughs> and uh but however was directed by henry selick which is a pretty i would say big departure from a classic christmas spirit it is a um Production that has developed a very pretty big cult following, I would say. It's a st <laughs> yes, a stop. Um, it's a stop motion production, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and um, I think I chose it because I really wanted to do something different. I have been. You're not like other girls. I'm not you're like different. other girls. <laughs> I'm special, 
and uh, I've I've kind of wanted to go like during the Hollywood uh, Holly Hollywood Halloween sorry Halloween <laughs> Halloween period I really loved rewatching the Adams family and I thought that would be nice to have something that would be kind of like a dark comedy um, to kind of put it into the Christmas spirit period so yeah that's what I went with nice you did <laughs> I chose the holiday. This is all time my favorite winter movie. I watch it in like last 10 years, actually, because I personally never celebrated Christmas that much. I just wanted to have a winter holiday mood. And then this movie is for that. So it's not a usual Christmas, but with a amazing like characters, I think. So it's cozy winter vibe. So, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it later. Yeah. Oh, I just realized that we didn't go chronologically yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I was supposed to be after Eric, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, introducing you guys to something that you probably already know. <laughs> uh, the Grinch uh, by Ron Howard. And as everyone knows, this is a Dr. Seuss story and very oh iconic. Yeah. Um, I mean... Some people love it, some people not so much, but to me, this movie is very dear. And I'm really excited because I would watch it when I was younger. And actually, I have to admit, at some point when during my teenage years, I kind of turned into a Grinch a little bit. I kind of like <laughs> would say I really didn't like Christmas and every Christmas I would just hate it so much. But this year, I'm really making efforts, and I don't know, I'm kind of feeling the spirit now, especially because, I mean, Theresa loves Christmas, mm, and my mom as well, so I was like, oh, I need I need to grow up and, like, make some efforts for the people that right. I love. So, yeah, um, The Grinch is really nice, and I feel like to have a, a funnier, more satirical perspective on this, and as we will discuss as well, there's some really big underlying political themes in it and i was quite shocked when we rewatched it and realized all of these undertones and adult jokes for yes. such a children's movie allegedly but yeah will be interesting to talk about <laughs> yes i'm so excited actually i think this is a really cute episode and i hope when you listen to it you will feel the christmas spirit and you're ready for uh, the holidays and also if you don't celebrate christmas we hope to just bring you some holiday cheer, mm -hmm. perhaps. Entertainment. Yeah. Um, just enjoy your vacation. Just relax a little bit. Spend some time with people you love. And also, I know this year it's probably going to be different for a lot of you. Um, and maybe, you know, Christmas isn't this easy this year. Sometimes, you know, during Christmas periods, I feel like loneliness can increase a lot. So don't worry if you feel like that and you don't feel like your Christmas is like a Christmas movie. <laughs> but maybe you can still enjoy us just listening to each other. Yeah. Or some time together. Even live vicariously through the characters in uh, the story. So honestly, watching the holiday, especially Jin, mm -hmm. like that really put me in such a great mood. Same it was for so me. light. I didn't expect it, but it was yeah. so nice. It's just it cute so nice. and then cozy. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing and dramatic. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, anyways, right. let's jump right in. The making sure we're not going <laughs> over time today. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Theresa, you start. Yes, that is correct. Oh, oh my God. Oh la la. <laughs> so, um, as I said, 
I'm introducing Three Wishes for Cinderella. Um, it's a film by Václav Borlicek, and it's a German-Czech co-production. And um, in Germany, it has reached like cult status, I would say. Um, everyone knows this. Like even my parents already watched it when they were children. And um, there are the, the two main characters are um, Cinderella, obviously, and she's played by Libu Safrankova. And the prince, charming, I mean, that's how you can call him. If he's really that charming, we can talk about that later. He is played by Pavel Travnicek. Um, but actually, the cast was not only Czech, but also German. And I think that's actually very interesting that, for example, King and Queen are German um, actor and actress. And they had to learn their lines in Czech, even though they were not familiar with Czech at all. And then they acted in Czech. And I think that's actually pretty I don't know, inspiring. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, um, but it's a pretty um, classic Cinderella story. But it is, like, historic. You know, it's like a costume film. So it's nothing like, oh, Cinderella story from, like, 1990-something. It's not like that. It will really, like, throw you back. And it's really <coughs> classic. And um, what I like particularly about this one is that Cinderella is pretty, like, free-willed. And she's a pretty strong... Um, woman and I really like that because you know like fairy tales can go both ways I feel like and especially from a nowadays perspective I oftentimes ask myself whether um I would like tell my children about those fairy tales because a lot of time they're like they're very sexist and like female characters are not inspiring at all and like not emancipated whatsoever but I think this one um shows a very different perspective from that and it shows a really round character of Cinderella that has their own interests like her own interests and um follows her own path because um yeah like she has the stepmother obviously you know the story like I don't have to recall it everyone knows Cinderella but like you know and um it obviously has a happy ending and um yeah I was wondering What do you guys think about it? How, what were you feeling? Because for me, I remember when I was sick, when I was a child, I remember I watched it six times in a row. That's oh how much I loved it. Wow. But Successive. I have to say, also, I haven't watched it for several years. And now looking back at it with like a more, I don't know, educated view, since now we're uh, studying film, right? We, um, like, I, I looked at it differently, but I still really enjoyed it. I just want to ask, did you watch it six times in a row in one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Just like lot. as soon as it was over, I would play again. Wow, That's you how were much I loved actually it. sick. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Wow. Can you quote it? <laughs> it was a great movie. At this point? Well, I think I could probably. Like if you would like turn <laughs> off the volume. Oh, that's Aschenbrödel. Also, what you guys probably couldn't hear, what I really love about it so much, is that they speak this very um, like old acting German mm -hmm. like there is like an accent like a way in which the actors mm. were trained and it's in, and like entirely dubbed but you guys didn't actually know oh, this right I, okay so I actually do understand German but I just thought oh yeah the audio just sounds like this because it's an old movie and I actually thought they were really speaking German especially because of the accent as well I was like yeah yeah, no. yeah that's totally like original um, audio but yeah. apparently not That was also actually my problem with not problem, but like I did not realize that they were not actually originally yeah. speaking um, German, right? No, they weren't. They were speaking right. Czech. I, yeah. I really I was surprised because I saw all of those Czech names, you know, in the credits, and I was yeah. like, wow, they're really good at speaking German. Those <laughs> Czechs. No, no, it's dumb. But like the way in which the um, the speakers, like synchronizing speakers, is that the word? I don't know. 
um, in which they speak German is so old school and it's this way that like it's not being taught anymore the way of speaking and articulating words like that and it just gives me this nostalgic feel i really like it i really so nice. like the accent even i cannot understand mm -hmm. any single words and then i don't have any experience to watch german movie mm -hmm. before so i thought maybe that's german or Czech republic mm -hmm. that kind of thing i really liked it it's so smooth sometimes but strong sometimes and then it feels like okay this is an old movie mm -hmm. so it's a classical yeah. vibe I felt the nostalgia for sure. For some reason, I think I've seen it when I was younger because um, I'm Portuguese, but I lived in Luxembourg and the TV programs were usually um, German. So then it's very likely. I'm pretty sure I've seen it because the main actress, I'm so sure I've seen her face before and I was quite shocked because yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. she was German. But um, yeah, no, I, I mean, this film was really cute. I really enjoyed watching it, especially because like the story was told a little bit differently. Yes. I mean, she took on like these three different personas at some point. Mm -hmm. And uh, there some of them were like, she really like kind of showed off her skills and stuff, which I thought was so nice instead of just being like the poor little yeah. orphan girl that, like it's the cleaning yeah. lady and then like is saved by the prince it was so different it was so nicely told although some of the things were a bit mm, controversial but yeah. she stood her ground she like when he asked her to marry him mm -hmm. she was like well did you ask me if i want to and i was like yes girl <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah that's something i found very interesting about this movie that it's a 1970s production and it's so um I want to say empowering for girls. Yeah. Like, I don't think there were that many productions back in the day where a girl, a princess would be actually, um, like actually having a particular skill, you know, such as hunting, which That's I true. think was really, really interesting to see. And what I found very enjoyable about this is that the prince doesn't really fall for her just for her beauty, but for all the other reasons, you know, yeah. Yeah. she's yeah, complex, yeah. you know, she That's doesn't. True. Yeah. And the prince, okay, so I have been thinking about this a lot and I wanted to ask you, is it really empowering? Because it's more empowering than like, I don't know, Sleeping Beauty or something like that, which is actually yeah. just, um, like now we know it's just a rape fantasy, which is mm -hmm. really terrible. But oh my God. Um, in, uh, in this film, because technically, I mean, yes, she has skills and like she's shown as a round character and I really appreciate that. But in the end, she still like gets like um, her um, tragic like, fate i don't know that she's yeah. like suppressed by her and bullied by her stepmother and her yeah. stepsister and has to do um those like lower jobs which she actually like she's happy with the with the lower people but still like kind of silently suffering and in the end still the solution for her um her fate is that she marries the prince so the guy you know she's not empowering herself still like the guy is the resolution so i mean obviously i know this is a fairy tale and then this is cinderella i know that this is cinderella but that's why after i watched it now again i was like why does she like the guy that's what i was wondering because yes he has like power and oh. status but yeah. he was actually not a very actually, nice character was oh, true, he? True. like he was kind of a jerk so. actually in at some point i also wondered because you know when the the stepmother and stepsister like the evil stepsister were going to the ball and she was so sad and then it felt like she was already in love with the prince but to me it felt like she only was in love with him because he was the prince yeah exactly yeah, that's true. what yeah, i was true. thinking too i mean i think honestly 
I think it's just like lack of like um the way like like the plot is lacking because mm. I think in a lot of these fairy tales usually they just fall in love at first sight there's nothing like they don't know each other or anything and I felt like maybe <laughs> the production was like oh yeah like let's focus on her and like she'll just fall in love with him because yeah. he's handsome although now he's old <laughs> I'm so sorry old people are beautiful <laughs> I didn't mean it like that <laughs> but actually still I wish if I have to watch Cinderella when I was young this one is much better than the Disney thingy that's true absolutely. yeah it's absolutely yeah like it helps so many things to the girls who are just waiting for the prince and then not that working. is true yeah. No. yeah 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 I wish it was more um popularized you know outside of Germany yeah. and Czech Republic because that at least would give me some kind of um different perspective you know on on princesses basically you know because this story does take a lot of liberties from the classical yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, cinderella like i don't I, i don't remember if that's a actual um like original part of it but i think in the versions that i remember the sisters of cinderella to fit the shoe they had to cut off a, a really little bit of their, of their <laughs> food yeah, yes they had the to cut off one yeah they had uh, to cut off their soul or heel or something yeah one it's really brutal Wow, that makes me feel kind of sick <laughs> what yeah. the hell but what i think in this movie is so nice is actually um like a huge factor is the snowy landscape like it's so beautiful and that's what mm -hmm. makes it a christmas movie for me and actually i read that it would almost have been set in spring which i think is so interesting but then because it was a super super low budget production like they almost didn't have any money and the studios in which they filmed in the castle were not available to rent in the uh, summer yeah because it was much more expensive so they couldn't afford it and so only in winter it was cheaper so they decided to shoot in winter yeah. and i think that is so interesting because the entire landscape and that sets the entire atmosphere you know yeah I'm actually frosty. I'm actually surprised to 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 hear that the budget was so low yeah, because it, was really it, low. it did not look like it to me. I have to say that I was thinking okay 1973 right? Mm -hmm. Right. I was thinking that quite a high production, you know, especially yeah, no, for a movie, not. you know, that is uh, Czech Republic so I'm presuming a communist country which didn't yeah, have yeah. that much, you know. It's like, you know, Eastern Germany, Czech Republic, yeah. that, that's a cool production by them. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, then the snow, I think that's a nice trivial fun yes. fact. But it's would not you snow, but it's made from fish flour. Ooh. That's how they replicated the snow. So apparently... The entirety. That's quite not a lot of Not all of the snow, flour. but like yeah. in some scenes, you know, when the snow was gone. And so imagine that being on set. That must smell so nasty. My <laughs> mouth is wide open. <laughs> oh my Sorry. God. Yeah. In shock. Uh, um, what the hell? That yeah, That's really interesting. Damn. But I think the production was amazing for a 1970s. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because even like there's magical elements and they did quite well at showing them without it's really you know, cute. seeming yeah. too fake. It feels just like the good old nostalgic yeah. movie that shows you a little bit of magic. Yeah. Though there is one aspect that I just couldn't like stop smiling at. It was the costumes. I, I know. I know. I wanted two, to talk about that. <laughs> two in particular were just the most bizarre <laughs> things I've ever seen on screen, I think, you know, especially since it was supposed to imitate some kind of period, right? And then this, um, the stepmother comes to the ball in this <laughs> oh, yeah. huge hat. hat. <laughs> to me, it looked as if she was just like uh, anointed to be the, the Pope of the bats <laughs> or some sort, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> I've never seen a headpiece this bizarre, you know. And then there was also this 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 thing outfit that the king was wearing when he was just hanging those huge. Oh yeah, yeah. The like duvets under the arms. It Can we pretty... talk about the leggings? I wanted to oh. say something. the men the wearing yeah. the th uh, tights. I mean, oh my god! Oh my god! It could was... be appealing to some people. That's all I'm saying, you know. <laughs> Show them legs. <laughs> it's so funny, um, but yeah. Also, the music is really nice. Um, really love it, and uh, yeah, I'm really glad you guys enjoyed it, and I could share this with you yeah. because it really like throws me back into my childhood, and it's a pretty big part of my childhood. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, and I like to whom would you recommend this? Like, oh, uh, I think. It's a perfect movie for young children. Yeah. 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 But also if you know this from our, your childhood, I think it would be really nice to watch or even if you didn't see it as a child, but you I like movies like that that like, you, know you back a little bit. I think it's important to also watch some oldies and see mm. yeah. how they did things back then. Also especially if you're aspiring to make movies, you know, sometimes not like it might feel like It's impossible, but you know they made it work. They showed like all these things. They used fish flour, goddammit. So <laughs> that's a lot. There of you go. <laughs> yeah. So I think this movie is sh should be watched by younger viewers so they can appreciate in its entirety once they're a bit older. You know, because yeah. the nostalgia it has to be a big part of it. That's true. You told us to watch it. You know, to remember that this is an old production yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. appreciate for what it is. And I think that was a very good advice. You know. Because we couldn't really watch it, you know, knowing everything that we know and everything that we've seen, you know. Of um, course. We're just know. for Disney adults who yes. love Cinderella story. Disney adults. And then just comparing <laughs> the old story and this one. So, can like it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Great. Okay. All right. Let's Moving on. Move to Eric's film. All right. So, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, a 1993 production, as I said, by Tim Bur Barton? Burton. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very um, different story from all the movies that we have here. It's actually a stop motion uh, picture, right? So, a uh, technique in which um, figures are being uh, made of clay or different materials, and there are being pictures taken of them. So, to make it a movie, there has to be a lot of pictures taken. This movie take took um, a long time to make. It, it took approximately two years to shoot it. Two hundred twenty-seven puppets to make, and approximately a hundred thousand frames have been taken, which That's is crazy. Crazy for a movie. I think that you know it's animated. The budget for it was very, very, very big. So I think it paid off that you know it actually was a box office um, success because it made a lot of money in return. But yeah, it was very expensive. Um, it's a story about um, Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, who is a <laughs> skeleton looking a bit like Slenderman. I want to say, I don't know if you. Uh, uh, okay, I just want to say something yes. that Theresa <laughs> thought was really weird, but Jack is kind of hot. Yeah, true. That's what oh I want to say. Wait, I was just <laughs> want to say, like, am I the only one who like, like, attract to the Jack? Yeah, actually, no. he's cool oh and a bit hot. God. You know, he's king. He's <laughs> the king. He's I did slender. not think that. I don't This know. one I did makes not. me want to reevaluate my <laughs> friendships. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jin, we're in this together. 
Um, yeah, well, okay, let's 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 let me <laughs> tell you about a little bit more about that. Um, okay, so Jack. point he's, being made, he's hot. He's hot. Okay, so it's about a hot skeleton <laughs> who is suffering from a sort of identity crisis. I want to say he's a bit bored. He is already. Uh, he lives in a, a town called um, Halloween Town. Very creative name, um, which celebrates Halloween very in a very festive way, and Jack is the main star of those celebrations. And everybody, the pumpkin king, the pumpkin king, yes, <laughs> he is being praised for all his creativity, and uh, all uh, residents of the ha Halloween town um, love him and worship him. Uh, but he's bored, and he uh, wanders to the forest, and he finds those very weird, mysterious trees which have doors in them, and each of the doors. Um, resembles a um, a symbol of a particular holiday, like the Easter egg or a Christmas tree. And fascinated by that, um, Jack opens the door, he goes in, and he finds um, Christmas Town, which is a town where everybody celebrates Christmas. It's very Christmassy, and he's mesmerized by it, but he doesn't understand any of that. So, as a true Halloween king, he steals everything he can find and brings to the Halloween Town. And he decides to make it his um, own and try to bring something new to the Halloween town. And, and to take over as well, And to right? take over, yes. He I has mean, some very malicious intent there. The entire movie, he's also trying to, like, teach them what Christmas is. And yeah. he doesn't... I mean, all of these people, you know, when they say this is terrible, that actually is positive to yes. them. Mm -hmm. yes. Which is really strange. I don't know. That was... An interesting take, I and would say. I think it's really cute how he tries to explain to people that have no clue whatever Christmas is, what Christmas is, yeah. and that actually reflects so much on our like celebratory behavior. And yeah. we don't question it anymore because, like, for us, Christmas is like such a you know, like, of course we celebrate Christmas. We don't think about what actually Christmas is, and that is the part I did really enjoy. Like yeah. I really like the scene that Jack studied about the Christmas yeah. and then tried to understand. I just love how he struggled, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Because I I know, of course, the Christmas is what it is, but mm -hmm. I don't know why people are obsessed oh, mm. about the Christmas. <laughs> Maybe give people some context. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm from Korea, and yeah. then that Christmas, like there is, of course, Christians and the Catholic, they are celebrating, but most of the time... We're just celebrating for couples, not a family thing. Oh, and so then, interesting. Yeah. So, like, of course, we decorate the trees in some houses, but not everyone. So Christmas is just a holiday, just not working day. But personally, I always working. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't have that much memory about the Christmas. So that's why I connected a little bit more to the Jack. Mm. Yeah. 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 Also, I mean, we were also making Christmas cookies a few uh <laughs> Last days week, ago yeah. yeah last week and i mean lynn was also like oh i never baked christmas cookies never. and it's actually quite ignorant that we would just assume oh yeah everyone has baked christmas cookies before mm, true i mean that's nope. not <laughs> the fact and i feel like maybe you know um this story could be also like A story about how, you know, we always assume that everyone knows Christmas or our traditions. We're mm -hmm. so, like, egocentric about it. Yeah. But actually, you know, there's people who have no idea. And just as we have no idea about some other people's celebrations, I mean, there's so many. And 
we True. just had turned a blind eye to it. And I, I don't know, this story was really interesting. I had to overcome quite some judgment because yeah. I'm too. so not into musical um, films or like stop motion is like a tricky territory for me. I always right. feel some type of way, but I must say I warmed up to it. I right? was really glad that you introduced me to it because <laughs> I've never seen it before. Same. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like, honestly, I was wondering, why did Tim Burton choose to do stop motion? And I think it's because it has this incredible quality of looking absolutely disgusting on camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think it's part of the part of the mood ab- yeah, around it. Yeah, the Halloween-y he, mood, yeah, right? Yeah, he has continued with this. I mean, he's also uh, done the, the iconic Corpse Bride, the Edward the Scissorhand, right? Or the Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. right? So all of these very, very kind of Hollywood gloomy productions, dark, dark right? Dark. So that's part of his brand, I think, right? Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but the movie actually was considered to be too weird for Disney. Yeah, and yeah. yeah too, too yeah. dark, too scary for yeah. kids, yeah. So it took, actually, uh, it was based on, um, I don't really find the movie very Christmassy, I no, have to say. No, like no. the, even though Christmas is kind of at the, at the center of it, there is nothing that we would, considered to be a very like bringing people together it's a very unconventional us. take on it yes mm-hmm. yes which is why you might enjoy it actually yeah which is uh, like apparently the inspiration for the story was uh, also grinch and the um, rudolph the uh, red-nosed reindeer oh, which is really? surprising because oh, i can kind of see it though right yeah like now that you think about it it's mm. like you can see that you know the mountain he steps on it looks, looks like, like the, grinch. the grinch's cave exactly. and then oh. you know that's the reindeers also fly off a mountain right Mm. I mean, yeah, and he I also references like Charles Dickens a Christmas Carol, yeah. Charles Dickens. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, true. I don't know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, but I don't know. So I am not. I have to like put a little opposing opinion here. Sure. I am not the biggest Tim Burton fan. I don't really like musicals, so for me this was a challenge. Like f- whenever, also animation, <sighs> it's not for me. You yeah, know? it's so hard <laughs> to it's get. It's really not for me. I just can never. Like it's really difficult for me to to indulge in the movie, yeah. and um, this one in particular was so different from what I expected. I didn't actually have any expectations when I started watching it. Then the first like ten minutes, I was saying like, "This is not a Christmas movie. This is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> what is this?" Because like, there's literally a song. The opening song is "This, this is, is Halloween." Halloween. This is Halloween. Yeah. yeah, and then also you know, I find musicals sometimes pretty annoying. Like I hate to oh, say no. it, I'm sorry, but like. It's yeah, not Jim's a big fan. Oh of my musicals. god, I experienced like totally opposite. I don't know why I never watched this movie. I am mm. big fan of Tim Burton. I watched all the movies actually, not animation, and I am big fan of musical. I even watched like a lot of Indian movies, oh, like Bollywood, yeah. mm. and then also stop motion. I love animation. I subscribe Disney Plus a bit while. <laughs> Yeah, so I <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed this movie. I think that's actually why it's really good that we have you on because you have a very like different taste to my taste, for example. So yeah. it's um, very interesting. But yeah, for me, it was a challenge. I did enjoy it. I'm glad I watched it. But I would just say, I don't know. It's not like a hot recommendation that I would give up. But just that's just yeah. me. That's just my personal taste. I would say it's a transition movie between the two periods. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's In what the November. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. like post-Halloween, you know, when you're about to start your Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, kind of marathon, <laughs> you know, for another month. Um, yeah, but I would say that to me, what I what was really like clever is that it's not 
actually a very cliched depiction of, no, of no. Halloween. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of creativity there that even though it's been, what, 27 years since the movie was made. I don't think you see that at all, by the way. I would like to say that. It doesn't yeah. look like it's this old already at all. Maybe that's at why all. they used the stop motion animation. Yeah. So. I would say that this doesn't get uh, as old as quickly as, for instance, the first CGI movies. Like mm. the yeah. Shrek. I still cannot <laughs> Shrek, you know, the animation in the first <laughs> one. You cannot watch this without thinking, okay, this is a bit, you know, um, yep. different than they what did. I remember it to. Yeah to be but uh, if you look at like um nightmare before christmas there is so much attention to detail and those like very like uh smart little touches to like like some humor additions like you know the vampires you know standing in the sun with umbrellas you know because they're trying to protect (laughs) themselves from you know the sun or like um, the legs of the parents of a kid that just fainted you know there's small touches that just add to the whole idea of it so i would say that, that it's is also because it's a different type of humor as well yeah, yeah, yeah it's so different from what we know it's not vulgar it's not like full of sexual innuendos it's very class classy i would say yeah <laughs> i recommend this movie to people who like 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 me yeah like who don't celebrate christmas but like the holiday mood so can just like watch this like without any pressure about the yeah. christmas time yeah yeah i think this is a really good movie, especially for those that also love Halloween yeah. and are still not over it. I think <laughs> this is perfect. You know, I was like, I don't know if you guys know this YouTuber, but I used to watch Graveyard Girl on YouTube. Mm-hmm. She was one of the classics mm-hmm. back then. And I was like, this would be the movie for her during Christmas, you know? And I think um, this is a movie for yeah people that enjoy like a little bit of the darkness, nitty gritty of Halloween during the Christmas time. Or if you just want to transition from Halloween to Christmas, I mean, go for it. I th- I think mm, I wouldn't show it to my child. I think they would be little a little bit scared. Yeah, it's kind of traumatizing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was really gross at some points, like when that really, like when, um. Santa was like being held captive, and then yeah, this one, like, true, this true. man exploded with bugs, right? With bugs. <laughs> that I mean, we actually screamed. Yeah, we, yeah. we had to look away. That was really disgusting. I think it's more for adults, actually. Yeah. This oh. is definitely adult movie, mm. like yeah. adult animations. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I didn't find it scary, but I found it creepy at times. Mm-hmm. There's just like those things that make you uncomfortable and gross. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Like the lankiness of Jack, which you apparently find hot. So. <laughs> 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 not gonna say anything about that anymore. Well. <laughs> Alrighty. Um yeah, should we move on to Please. the Grinch? The Grinch Yeah, I've been quoting that all freaking week or like since <laughs> the whole Christmas season started. Um yeah, we're talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas by Ron Howard, uh who actually at first I mean, it's quite quite shameful of me to say, (laughs) but at first I was like, who the hell is this person? But apparently he's quite a famous uh, director and he even won some Academy Award for A Beautiful Mind. What's the other movie? He also uh, directed The Da Vinci Code, all of the the entire trilogy. Yeah, I know it's quite surprising when you look at his repertoire, like it's very versatile. Different. (laughs) Uh, Let me say that. Beautiful Mind and Da Vinci Code. Oh my yeah. god, I didn't know that. Yeah. And he gets uh, the big budget. He he definitely does some crazy things and I think with The Grinch he really did everything he could. 
yeah. and a thousand percent <laughs> more. So this story is of this um, town called Who Will, who is quite frankly the most fanatic cult-like Christmas, yeah, like town that I've ever seen. When I was watching it, I was like, yeah, Theresa, you know what? This is kind of cultish, you know. They're yes. a little bit too crazy about Christmas, and I mean. But we know people like that, you know, in real life. Yeah, and it's it's we also don't. Uh, everybody. My mom, can, yes, absolutely. <laughs> my mom loves Christmas. She's crazy. Like when before December, she already decorated the entire house, and I was like, you know, that that gives me some who will <laughs> vibes. But yeah, so in this movie, we have this whole town and they're all pretty united in this Christmas spirit. But there's one person who's not like the others, you know? He's a little edgy. Um, he's also a little bit green and hairier and not as good in a mood and his name is Grinch and he actually lives pretty remote from this town in his cave on a big mountain or in a big mountain, actually. Yeah. Um, and I would like to say that this is a big comment on capitalism. Yeah. And I felt like the Grinch was like the big communist opposing to it all, you know, living in his cave, self-sufficient. But, you know, it's also a comment on um, the environment and like climate change. I felt yeah. like M maybe not necessarily climate change, but definitely wastefulness of Christmas mm -hmm. because he lives quite literally on the dump and they yeah. just keep dumping things onto him and mostly presents actually right? exactly presents. so it's about the consumerism and the excess yeah. during christmas because this movie is very excessive yeah. and um like every aspect of it of it yeah. is exactly. quite literally excessive and uh we have one special who villain whose uh name is cindy lou and she's a little girl who starts questioning you know this whole system is the presence not a little bit too much you know she asks her dad and he's like but this is christmas and she feels a little bit misunderstood and she um by a peculiar encounter actually meets the grinch when he was trying to sabotage at uh, the mailing at the post the post office and it was quite a comical encounter i mean it's just crazy the whole movie is insanity but she meets him and instead of being scared like the other um citizens she's like wow i kind of want to help him you know she wants to fix him in a way <laughs> and um she decides you know what's christmas worth if we cannot be all together so she goes on a little mission to try to get him to participate and um get him into the christmas spirit but not for the same reasons as the others, exactly. Because the others are all about who makes the best pie and who has the biggest present and who has the best lighting yeah. on their house. Which, oh my God, the light cannon. Yes, Jesus I was about to Christ. say. <laughs> oh my God, that was yeah, crazy. Excessive, yeah. Excessive. And yeah, uh, this movie is full of jokes that I did not expect. He's <laughs> constantly saying crazy things and also like that one part where he's like looking at his schedule. He's like oh. 5 p.m. staring to the abyss, 5.30, solve world It's really dark. And then I he was love like, that scene. Solve world hunger, tell no one. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. He's just, 
Yeah, I, this character is insane and um, actually... Uh, it's Jim Carrey under that whole the legend. Facade. It's a brilliant performance. The yeah, despite being literally buried under this insane makeup. I mean, this is almost all real. Like it's it's all prosthetics. Yeah, all. Mm-hmm. and I think they only you said three. You told me that it's only CGI on the eyes sometimes, but. It took eight oh, hours for Jesus him Christ. every day to get into wow. costume. There were 92 days of shooting, so he had to be in this costume for 92 days. And yeah. apparently, Jim Carrey, I mean, we know him, like, there is a lot of stories of him being quite difficult on set yeah. and um, being, uh, you know, a tricky actor to work with. And apparently, for this one, um, at the, after the first day, where they um, shot him in the the Santa Claus costume, and that took apparently over eight hours. And he went insane. He said, this feels like I'm being burned alive. And he was so angry that he punched a hole in his trailer. And uh, after that, he disappeared for several days. And that's how the shooting went. It took uh, like over a year to shoot this film. Wow. And uh, the director in between put on the Grinch costume because he wanted to show like some <laughs> compassion for apparently this craziness. And then a CIA agent had to come to set yeah. to talk to Carrie about like how to cope with feelings of being trapped and stuff like that in this costume. Um, and the makeup artist, actually the head makeup artist, he quit halfway through because he couldn't take Carrie's um, But they won awards behavior. for... They the actually makeup. won an Oscar, Oscar yeah. afterwards. I mean, but, I um, knew that yeah. is Jim Carrey, but I couldn't connect it. Yeah. I couldn't recognize it. He was I know, amazing. I and know. then everything was like so real. And the therapist who like finished the story actually had to go to therapy after the movie was uh, wrapped. So I think that's uh, quite different. Like if you know all of that, it, you, it makes you look quite different. But it won... As I said, an Oscar for Best Makeup, so mm-hmm. I guess it was worth it. <laughs> wow. um, it was like, all the trauma was worth it. Oh my Ish, God. but um, that's pretty shocking. And also, yeah. what I thought was really interesting, like Carrie, I don't know, he's so fascinating, and you really nearly not recognize him at all through all the makeup, yeah. which is actually something that a lot of people highly criticized, and yeah. that um, Carrie tried so hard to shine through this costuming that he just went crazy and they really criticized him saying fabulous all the time or like dude like slang words stuff like that Mm. to you know be still relatable and stuff like that um but he auditioned for the role that's another anecdote i would like to tell while he was shooting the man on the moon i don't know if you heard about this iconic iconic, that's this crazy movie where they actually made a documentary about his intensity of method acting where he literally transformed into andy kaufman and during the shooting, he auditioned for the Grinch, but he didn't come as Jim Carrey. He came as Andy Kaufman. Yeah, and that like to have that in your mind for the backstory of this insane. Like you can say the Grinch is kind of like a fever dream, honestly. Yeah. Like it's so excessive on all aspects. And if you imagine that Jim Carrey then went so crazy during the shooting time, I don't know. It just makes it yeah. all more insane. And you like for me, like I appreciate the work more yeah. Yeah. than without knowing that. I mean, I think the people that criticize it for being like over the top and that the, that you cannot see Jim Carrey under the costume or whatever completely missed the point. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because this movie, I think it did a beautiful job at just being insane and trippy and all over the place and the it, Dutch it, it angles. Does. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I just want to say there's Dutch angles in every shot. Almost every shot. And the camera keeps making like these weird rotations that just make you feel like you're drunk. And the 
cuts in between like sometimes it's like a star or mm. it's like what do you call it when one picture slides into the other yeah yeah yeah. jesus yeah. christ i was like or oh my god like the spinning everything is just insane <laughs> and so then slow motion actually. and they make so many references to other movies and sometimes they say really crazy jokes like there was this one he was trying to get a cab and the cab just passes by him and he goes like it's because i'm green yes. isn't it and <laughs> i was so shocked i didn't remember all these yeah jokes. and that's actually what i find so valuable about this one that it comments upon a lot yeah. of very real social issues yeah because it's not really a, a like a children's movie it's a family movie right mm -hmm. it's supposed yeah. to be the entertainment for the entire family and that's what makes it mm -hmm. so appealing it's those jokes that we as adults laugh at i think you know yeah. like i would find it you know being like okay it's cute but at the same time you know there was this moment when he was reminiscing on um on his very difficult time in classroom when he threw a i think a christmas tree at all the <laughs> presents mm -hmm. you know and there was um um reflected by his classmates you know it was just like the fury the anger and then his <laughs> heart the, muscle. the muscles <laughs> you know it was little touches like that you know that made me really you know smile at this and thinking okay this is not just a you know children's movie it's really something that you know stays with you and i would really like yeah as you said it really misses the point that people are complaining that you know you cannot see him through all the makeup because his personality and his acting is coming through for me mm -hmm in its entirety yeah. yeah i mean i enjoyed this movie but i'm not a big fan of cringe mm -hmm. yeah it's opposite from the yeah. nightmare you thingy. love christmas i i mean i in the first of the movie like first few like minutes i think i connected to the cindy actually the girl mm -hmm. who, who is like questioning the christmas and everything like why people are obsessed that's what i said like in the early this podcast yeah and then but like entire movie Yeah, I'm just like, that's not my culture background, maybe culture difference. I don't know. I liked it. It's funny. I like the jokes. But yeah, it's a bit far for me. Mm, you can relate as much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty yeah. extreme. Yeah, mm. I mean, this, uh, just for the record, I feel like this is very like an American depiction of what mm. Christmas is like. Yeah. Uh -huh. But um like competing with your neighbor for the christmas lights mm. but mm. in the end i mean it, it shows that that's not what christmas is about yeah. and right. i think yeah, that's actually know, something that it shares with the nightmare before christmas that it really questions all, all the excess and that it like in the end the bottom line mm. is the gifts don't matter it's just yeah. about being yeah. together and like having and time together love. it's about love yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and accepting everyone and that's yeah. actually why sunidu wants to bring the grinch back to yeah. the society right mm -hmm. because they're stigmatizing him a lot and they're like vilifying him mm -hmm. and that is actually what drives him to be the character that he is and have so many like they said he has a tiny heart all of that but it's actually like severe trauma that caused yeah. it and so i feel like i would really recommend it if you watch this growing up which is very highly likely that you did go and watch it again mm -hmm. now from a grown-up perspective because you will see so many different things in them you will see some you will critical points but also catch some funny jokes oh, yeah <laughs> i like the point that how they deal their loneliness mm -hmm. of the yeah cringe. that's also a really important yeah. factor i think so oh, i really like it <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. yeah also one fun fact in comparison <laughs> to three wishes for cinderella where they made the snow out of fish flour in the grinch they made it out of marble and What? it was actual real marble Just uh, a little <laughs> fun fact about the excess <laughs> on set. So um, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that speaks for the budget itself, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ron Howard, <laughs> you're crazy, man. <laughs> Getting the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, let's move on because, as usual, okay. I feel like we're pushing the time each We are, but this is a further. special episode today. No, honestly, I really like this. I, I feel love like this. I could keep going for We hours. should ask some radio if we can just make two-hour-long podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Jin, tell us about your movie. Okay, finally, my all-time favorite movie, The Holiday. Actually, in Korea, we call it Romantic Holiday. I prefer that name a little bit more because this is basically a romance movie. It filmed in 2006 by Nancy Myers, And then this is typical Hollywood movie, I think. It's just like a high product, production and a lot of money. We can feel it. It filmed in the Los Angeles, Hollywood, and in the London but like small town around there. Um, there is Amanda, who is movie trailer editor, who's and then who has the boyfriend who cheated at her. And then she decided to do a home exchange program, not program, like home <laughs> exchange. <laughs> <laughs> like who decided to do home exchange for two weeks with Iris, who lives in the small town in England, who also has a boyfriend cheated on her. And then they did, and then they found love in both cities. And then this movie, not a typical Christmas movie because they are not using Christmas vibe that much. Mm -hmm. They're just spending their time around the holiday until the New Year's Day, and then that's all. And then that's why I love this movie. We can feel a bit of vibe from the whole entire movie, but they don't represent like like directly. Mm -hmm. So it's really adult romance movie. Oh, and then there are really famous actors. Yeah. Everyone knows Cameron Diaz, mm -hmm. Jude Rowe, Kate Winslet, and Jack Black. Yeah. Actually, when I watched this one first time, I was wondering why Jack Black is the main character. I am still wondering. In the romance movie. <laughs> But now I, I love him. I love the I mean, it's the, the whole point, right? Yeah. He yeah. was supposed... I mean, it's terrible. This is like a That's Hollywood kind of yeah. pattern mm -hmm. of just having... A chunkier person being the com comedic relief, kind of. And that's yeah. actually really problematic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, it was cute. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they found love with each other. It gave me the Christmas amazing. feels, I yeah. have to say. And uh, it's like really nice to just watch casually because like Elizabeth and me, we talked about it. Like, because for school now, we're so trimmed to always like analyze <laughs> everything so much, you know, and to not just watch movies like casually and also we don't watch this type of no movie at no all. really rarely no. and so this is my type of movie <laughs> <laughs> but so it was so like nice to just watch something like that that does not like it it's not the point that there's some underlying artistic vision mm. and yeah. like critical message or something it's just about to make you feel good you know and to convey like The spirit of lamb, the spirit yeah. of Christmas, and it's just so relaxing. I really enjoyed watching it. It creates a lot of emotional connection yes. between mm -hmm. you and the characters. If you just like manage to not to look at it in terms of like cinematography and all of yeah, that, but it doesn't matter. You yes, know, it doesn't like it doesn't, it doesn't aspire yeah. to be cinematographically. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. aspire to win an Oscar for that, for example. Yeah. That's not the point of it, and that's actually something I really enjoyed yeah. about it a lot. Just love the whole story, and then. Yeah, I always crying, like <laughs> watching this movie, like you know, one typical like uh, specific scene, like oh. there is a author, 
like Arthur's theme, the music. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Like whenever I listen to music in in the movie, I just cry. I don't know why. Maybe I just mm-hmm. had a good memory about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, yeah. This I, is easy, the good feeling movie, so everyone can enjoy it. Yeah. But also, like before we actually started planning for this podcast, I was like. I don't know if we should do Christmas movies because there are so many Christmas movies that are so crappy. And like, I would like to establish the um, corny cute scale. True. Because, for example, I just would like to mention The Christmas Prince on Netflix. That is something like I get like, no, no. Like I fall sick from that when I have to watch that. This is just too much for me because it's so terrible on all aspects. And it's like, is it's not cute anymore. No, no, it's oh. even worse than that. It's so It's such a bad production. The Christmas Prince. I don't want to pitch yeah. it to too much because it's not something that you guys should watch. Rather watch stuff that we recommend on this one, yeah. uh, on this podcast. But the holiday and like, I have to say, I went in a little prejudice because I was like, mm, you know, because like there is a lot of Christmas movies that then just are way too corny, you know, that you yeah. just really, that are so cheesy and so like where I don't see the underlying message or anything or it's just like, I cannot, I cannot take it. And um, this one, it's really not like that. And it actually, like, I really like the fact that um, Kate Winslet is, like, m- building this connection with this um, old screenwriter. Yes, that's know? what I want. I think that's such again. a cute, like, aspect of this mm-hmm. film. And I really like that, that she, at first, it doesn't, like, have to um, just find a man instantly to mm-hmm. feel happy again. Because that's something I thought a little critical about with uh, Cameron Diaz's Absolutely. Ca- yeah. character. Yes. Yeah. That she just went to England, she wanted to go, and then like she f- she meets a hot man. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to stay. And um, that's something, you know, yeah. like she I don't learn that. how to become truly herself. And yeah. I think that's the point. Like it's not only about the romance relationships. It's about the relationship between me and myself. Mm-hmm. And then that's what main characters did it. Like, especially girls, girls, like Amanda and Iris also. So, yeah. Well, I mean, they do find their, like, I mean, this is romance. I know, I know. But that's why I don't like a lot of Christmas movies that are just, like, where the women just are looking for a man, you know? And that's all that they care about. But this one is not like that. And that's why I think the relationship between um, Iris's character and the the old screenwriter, what's his name? I forgot. Arthur. Arthur, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they build a really nice friendship and she starts to take care of him and he is, like, he can't take care of himself anymore because he's just too old, but he doesn't really have anyone. And um, that, I really like that. That was the most kind of Christmassy aspect of yes, it, I, I think, in terms that. of the togetherness and doing something for other people, right? Because, like, I found the Iris's, um story whole, um, like, that half of the movie much more compelling because, yeah, like, we yeah. were talking about something different, you know, when she is suffering from this because of this man not loving her and she finds um, happiness and peace in just doing something for somebody that she doesn't have those mm-hmm. romantic emotions for. So for me, like you said, that it was the music for him. For me, it was the moment when she actually takes him to this place where he has been is being given a tribute, you know, and he uh, sees all of those people, you know, showing oh, up. That's, that's me just crying, just bawling, you know, <laughs> like oh. older people getting, you know, yeah. something that they didn't think they would ever get, you know, that's just me completely crying. But yeah, I would say that the movie would be just as valuable to me without Cameron Diaz's so Amanda's mm-hmm. plot, I would say, you know. I find because it was I just relate to that. I I would say that you know the moment that for me it kind of like my my red flag kind of <laughs> showed was the moment that 
just before she comes to um, to England, she asks um, Iris, um, so is there any man in your village? It's like zero, you know? <laughs> Perfect, when can I come? She comes the next day, the, the first night she stays, Jude Law, looking extremely hot and drunk, oh. shows up to her uh, at her doorstep, and they, from now on, that's all they do. They just yeah. they just interact. Yeah. So like the whole yeah. aspect of like her not needing men and not mm-hmm. wanting men, completely irrelevant. So that was my. I just couldn't look past that. I agree with that. Yes. That's um, that's an issue I also had. Right. But for me, the iris aspect kind of yeah. you know, even though if you think about it, like why is she the one? that then ends up with the comic relief character. Like, she's the caretaker, you know? Mm. And, like, I didn't... For me, it wasn't necessary that she yeah. finds her, like, happy end. True, true. Through mm-hmm. um, that, like, that she also had to find romantic yeah. relationship. Like, I, I think it would be would have been stronger if it um, would have just ended with her just finding, like, mm. fulfillment yeah. through her, like, connecting to others i think she was already happy exactly so it felt a little bit forced to me i feel Mm. like honestly i would remake this movie Mm -hmm. and change Mm -hmm. some of the plot lines and especially the ending because i Mm. felt you know it could have been more meaningful if for sure um amanda did not fall in love with this man within Mm. two weeks Mm -hmm. and uh you know, like immediately, like the moment that they meet, they're like attracted to each other. And that's like the whole reason she stays. I felt like, you know, Amanda needed more character development for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. While Iris, I mean, she, I think it's really great. Like in the, on the first part, like that she just took matters into her own hands and she went to LA and, you know, the first few uh, moments or like days there she's like really fully enjoying her freedom Mm. like taking a dip in the pool and everything i was so jealous because you know it's so cold here in amsterdam (laughs) (laughs) and i felt like you know they should have kept up with that like line of them like really overcoming uh this difficult times that they're going through and you know i mean iris kind of succeeded but i did feel like Oh, Amanda comes off as so simple-minded and, and like flat. and flat. I mean, I would say, like, I agree to yeah. your opinion. I would say they it has to be like focused onto the friendship between Iris and Amanda if they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they have a similar like problems about the relationships. I love movie because I just have a good memory yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, of course, like in the end, I always question like, what is the problem with like a staying here together like what is the amanda's company she has to work like why is she staying here and then why jack black is flying to the london like what yeah. all this long distance relationship mm-hmm. i just questioning about the practical like issues but still this is i mean I, actually personally i think like they're not gonna be like like being together that long after this movie <laughs> i, I, I mean, had the same so thoughts yeah. The same thought also about They're Amanda. Break up. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was looking because like Jude Law in this movie is a widower who's mm-hmm. raising two kids, which to me was the biggest blow like for this movie because it was the guy shows up on in the middle of the night raising two kids by himself, completely drunk. 
And I'm just thinking, how can a father raising two kids by himself who says that it's very difficult and he's juggled so much just find time on being randomly drunk at in the middle the of the night? The kids are with the grandparents who sat there later. Yes, okay. but they are hanging out for... I get what you mean, I yeah, get what you're saying. They hang, yeah. out, they hang out for like 10 days and the grandparents were taking care of the yeah, kids yeah. for one weekend. I was yeah. just, it wasn't justification for me. That was, I think it missed the point on like, you know, if they wanted to play this, you know, he's a widower, he's raising kids. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think this one is a good candidate for... Yeah. Saying I'm a feminist, but I enjoy watching the holiday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Shout out to Jamila Jamil. I love you yes. so much. <laughs> we all love you so much. Absolutely <laughs> upset. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I feel like this movie would be great for, you know, some I mean, if you're someone out there watching this film, please take it with a grain of salt i would say yeah and keep uh, in mind keep in mind you know that there's some tropes that are a little this is very outdated you know but you know for some of the good feel vibes mm. of the film it's worth it to look past it and i mean if you're like at this point in that mindset of yeah i can watch this and look past it and overcome it then that's totally fine. But I feel like, you know, maybe it's not the best film for like younger people mm. that are easily influenced by tropes like this mm -hmm, that true, make true. them believe. Because you don't need a man yeah. to be exactly. happy. You don't. Yeah. And so. the holidays, like, I mean, as you said, Jin, like, for example, in Korea, like Christmas is a couple's holiday. Yeah. But, you know, here uh, in europe i guess mm -hmm. or like america as well like it's more of a family holiday and i feel like you shouldn't be lonely just because you don't have a partner during yeah, your happiness is not dependent you know? on your relationship i want to recommend it for like right after the christmas enjoying christmas with family in here mm. yeah. and then just like with a friend or a partner or like whoever you love Yeah. Just like watch it together and then enjoying like the holiday spirit until yeah. the New Year's Eve. And yeah. I feel yeah. good vibes. I For mean, sure. I felt good watching this Me movie. Too. Yeah. And as long as you're aware, you know, that this yeah. is a little bit stereotypical mm -hmm. and it is like, it, it's not a 2020 production that also, it's just like, just let it like allow yourself to yeah. make it, let it make yeah. you feel good. I, I mean, think. look at us. We said this is an easy movie to watch and now we're and analyzing we it a little bit yeah. longer. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm what sorry. What is this political analysis? <laughs> 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 all right. Honestly, yeah, I'm I'm really glad I watched it. And Me too. All I of the it. recommendations yeah. nice. uh, for this podcast this were amazing. I kept recommending this movie for like, few months yeah yeah <laughs> true and we resisted and then after the summer i recommend it because i just love this movie and then jude law you have to watch it yeah i actually already for that it's kind of worth it mm. jude law you know. he has a hair in this movie <laughs> god what? what do you mean he does not have hair he's a like hot bold right now <laughs> yeah. really yeah, yeah i mean it's not 2020 production what can it 14 say? years ago age you know it doesn't what? happen did he not have hair in the nest not a lot no. not a lot wait um uh, oh, oh. well i didn't notice <laughs> okay. now you broke like the well anyways um i'm really happy about the the menu that we put together today it was very <clears throat> yeah. versatile and i think there's something for everyone and um oh. I hope that maybe you take the the holidays and the free days to really let yourself enjoy just watching some casual films. 
Um, maybe you can draw some inspiration from what we recommended today. And thank you, Generic, for coming on to our podcast today. Made me really happy. It was a really fun episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, and I would just like to wish everyone that's listening to this happy holidays, happy Christmas. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're safe. I hope to see you, to hear you in the next year. Come safe into 2021. I hope it's going to be better than 2020. I'm sure it's going to be better than 2020. <laughs> yeah, all the best. this is all roomies. the best from our little Amsterdam family. This is from your oh, roomie sorry. movie. <laughs> you can say something, say <laughs> concluding remarks, guys. Thank you for having me. It was so, so fun. Mm. I enjoyed a lot. So, so lovely. Thank you for being, for taking me, you know. <laughs> This was Roomies at the Movies on Slim Radio. Thank you so much for listening. This was Elizabeth Oliveira with Teresa Karenko. And you can find us on Instagram at Roomies at the Movies. Thank you so much, Slim Radio. And we love all our listeners. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> this feels so nice right now. <laughs> I love you, Eric. I love you, Jen. Goodbye. <laughs>